志願不満足政府上昇が最初ビング政府上昇が,が市場物動妙所長寿法苦境未消耗政府上昇が臨欲人少年、上映主文業、死ぐ無常道、遺書転任し、人力園大公、不祥無才道、少女三組妙、交際主役難、会費地営減、名刺混合案、閉塞小悪道、通達全集門、高層上満足、いよろじぽ、日月修熟期、天根不言、一周解放像、古世苦読法、上大集中、説法思縮、具要一切物、具足取得法、元年出場万、得意三害を、尿物無下地、すだつみ不祥、願が食り、投資最初損。死願や国家、大戦の感動、国書店に、東う人妙
Please join me in reading Golden Chain One on page fifteen. The words are also on your screen. I am a link and Amita's golden chain of love that stretches around the world. I will keep my link bright and strong. I will be kind and gentle to every living thing and protect all who are weaker than myself. I will think pure and beautiful thoughts, say pure and beautiful words, and do pure and beautiful deeds. May every link in Amita's golden chain of love be bright and strong, and may we all attain perfect peace. Namo Amidavats. Okay, great. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. I hope everybody's doing well amidst um, uh, all the stuff that's going on in the news and the kind of uh, craziness of, of the, uh, the Omicron virus. Um, anyway, um, I hope, I'm glad to see all you familiar faces here, and I'm, it's uh, nice to see the, the children too as well. So um, today, I just wanted to keep uh, the Dharma School message very simple. Um, I just wanted to cover a couple of things today. Um, it's just kind of basically a review, but uh, it's always good to do a review. Uh, I want to talk about some of the things in the Onaijing here. Um, and the first thing I want to talk about is the uh, Gohonzon, okay? I, I don't know if you could see a good picture of the Gohonzon here, um, but it's right, the Gohonzon is right in the middle here, okay? Uh, and it's the, you see this kind of inner uh, altar thing with a little roof inside. And on below that, you see the central object of wor worship, central object of worship, okay? That's called the Gohonzon, okay? And inside there, there is a, uh, sometimes there is a statue, Sometimes there is a picture, and sometimes there is uh, what's called Chinese characters, okay, kanji in Japanese that we say, okay. And those, uh, what the, there are three kinds of uh, different things that are there. They're all interchangeable, okay. You can use whichever one. Um, this particular temple, we use a picture, a scroll picture of Amida Buddha, okay. So there's a statue of Amida Buddha. There's a scroll or a picture of Amida Buddha. And then there is number three, uh, a, a phrase, a six-character phrase we call namo amida butsu. Okay, we say it in all our services, right? So it's namo amida butsu. Okay, so there's six characters, six kanji characters, okay? Uh, and so they're all interchangeable, okay? But I want to talk a little bit about our gohonzon, okay, here. The one, the picture scroll, okay? So in the picture scroll, if you look very closely, Amida Buddha is standing uh, in this kind of posture, okay, in this kind of weird posture, you don't really see this too often, you don't see people doing this like on the street waiting for the bus or anything too much, right, uh, but uh, Amida Buddha is standing in this way, okay, and the, the reason for this is because the right hand is supposed to symbolize wisdom, okay, wisdom, and it's the calling voice of Amida Buddha, 
in Japanese, this makes sense, okay? Because in, in Japanese culture, it's like, kochi oide, kochi oide, right? This way, come this way, come this way. For us, it's kind of more like this, but then uh, uh, it's uh, in, in Asian cultures, I think it's more like this, kochi oide, kochi oide, right? So, uh, but this hand is supposed to symbolize wisdom, okay? And then the left hand is kind of in a scooping motion, okay? And this is to symbolize compassion, okay? And it's supposed to, uh, if you're falling, it's the hand that kind of scoops you up and saves you, okay? So it's a scooping hand, okay? So this is supposed to represent wisdom, the calling voice, and this is supposed to represent compassion, the grasping or the, the scooping uh, hand, okay? And then if you look at the side of uh, the statue, if there, it's easier to see on a statue because you can't really see this on a scroll. But if you look at a statue of Amida Buddha, it's always leaning a little bit forward, okay? That's a very interesting characteristic. It's always built that way. It's leaning a little bit forward. And that is supposed to depict that truth or the Buddha is coming to get you, okay? It's coming to embrace you and hold you, okay? So truth is coming to get you, okay? That sounds kind of scary. Uh, truth is coming to embrace you, okay? That's better. That's a better, better expression, okay? So that's why the Buddha is always leaning forward, okay? Um, and then um, I also want to talk about the central thing here, okay? So what you see there is a candle, okay? And then also what you see is flowers, okay? So let's do, let's do those two first, okay? So the candle, again, is supposed to uh, represent light, okay? Right? And then that light's supposed to represent clarity. If there's light, we can see, right? Like inside the room or in a dark place, if there's light, we can see what's going on. So again, here, it's, a, uh, it's, it's supposed to symbolize wisdom, wisdom, okay? And then the, um, the flowers over here are supposed to represent life, okay? Life. Okay, uh, and it's supposed to represent warmth, warmth in this life. Okay, so again, here it's compassion, compassion. So wisdom for light, compassion for flowers. Okay, and then some. Um, uh, there's another interpretation that because flowers wither away, it's supposed to also uh, symbolize impermanence as well. Okay, but the original is uh, is supposed to depict life, the life of the flowers. Okay, the life of Amida Buddha. Okay, so. Um, Light in life is wisdom and compassion, okay? And in the center here, we have two incense burners, okay? And the, the incense, um, the reason why we use incense or the interpretation, there's many kind of different explanations for um, incense. And the one that I like to use is that um, the incense has this sweet fragrance, okay? This, this very nice uh, aroma or nice fragrance, right? And that's supposed to um, symbolize the sweet fragrance of the Buddha Dharma, okay? And then the, as the, the incense continues to burn on, the, the smoke of the incense, the fragrance, per, what we say is permeates the room, right? It spreads slowly throughout uh, the, the room, right? And in the same way, the Buddha Dharma slowly permeates throughout the 10 quarters, throughout the universe, okay? And that is how the Buddha Dharma uh, spreads its sweet fragrance, okay? So that is the sig significant significance or the symbol of the, uh, of, uh, the incense, the light and the flowers and why we do this, okay? So we've been using this, these things since the time of the historical Buddha, okay? Since way, way, way back in the day, 2,500 years ago, this tradition has still continued to this day, okay? We still do gasho and bow to this day, okay? This is not an Asian thing. It's not a Japanese thing, although they, they took it and, and embraced it, but it is a Buddhist thing, okay? It's a very Buddhist thing. That's why here in America, to bow well, is not 
、uh, おかしくない。It's not, it's not,、uh, it shouldn't feel out of place, okay? Because it is a Buddhist cultural thing that we do, okay? So that is a very important point、uh, to remember. So then, uh, uh, what does Amida Buddha provide for us then? Well, as I mentioned with light and、uh, life, it provides for us clarity and warmth, okay? Spiritual clarity and warmth, okay? If, if you know where you are going and you have、uh, warmth while you're going there, then what more is there in life, right? You have everything that is provided for you from a spiritual sense. Then we can live in hope and we can live with、uh, energy and vivacity, right? We can live. Uh, with confidence while in this、uh, life. Okay. Right now it's in the wintertime.、Um, so, in the wintertime, you know, maybe not here in California, but there's snow, right?、Uh, in, in other parts of the country.、Uh, if there's a clear day and you have a nice warm house to go to and you're wearing a nice puffy down jacket, right? You're having a good time in the snow. It might be even fun enough to even have a snowball fight with your friends, right? But imagine if you are,、uh, if there's a cold blizzard, right? And there's a storm coming through, you can't really see, and it's really dark, right? And you don't have a home,、uh, that,、uh, a place of warmth, and you don't have any warm clothes on.、Um, having a snowball fight would be last on your, on your mind, right? Enjoying the day would be last on your mind, right?、Uh, so, in that same sense, then,、uh, Amida Buddha provides us with clarity and warmth. It gives us the hope and the energy to live this life. And explore this life and the journey of life with comfort, with ease, and with energy. Okay. And this is what Amida Buddha provides for us again spiritual clarity and warmth. Okay. So、um, that is, I kind of wanted to just touch upon some of those things today and just review so that as we start off the new year, we have an understanding of why we come to Sunday services and, and what it is that we are uh, uh, revering, what it is that we are、um, uh, paying our respects to, and what it is that we are listening to. We are listening to、uh, the Buddha Dharma, the calling voice of Amida Buddha. Okay, and with that, I would like to end today's、uh, message. Thank you very much. Please join me in Gasho. Namo Amida Wuts. Namo Amida Wuts. Namo Amida Wuts. We'll begin、uh, the service for the adults. I will be reading Amida's 18th vow in English, and Sensei will follow by reading in Japanese. If when I attain Buddhahood, the sentient beings of the ten quarters who, with sincere and entrusting heart, aspire to be born in my land and say my name even ten times, should not be born there, may I not attain the perfect enlightenment. Excluded are those who commit the five grade, grave offenses and those who slander the right Dharma. The Japanese. たとえ我仏を得たらんに十方の主情、私心、信仰して我が国に生前と思いてないし十年戦、もし生ぜずは小学を取らじ、ただ五逆と非法、消防等は除く、仏説、無料儒教、生阿弥陀仏、生阿弥陀仏、生阿弥陀仏、生阿弥陀仏、生阿弥陀仏。Thank you. So I would、uh, like to move on to the、um, Dharma message.、Uh, 
for today for the adult version. Um, so just continuing on this, uh, uh, this topic of kind of reviewing, um, I like to talk a bit, a little bit about, um, Buddhist customs and what we, what we do here at the temple. Um, so some people, um, I, I want to specifically talk about funerals, memorial services and, uh, makuragyo, what's their purpose and why do we do them? Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> Um, contrary to what might be believed in other Buddhist schools, the Jodo Shinshu school or Pure Land School, or for short, we call it Shin Buddhism here, right, uh, observes funerals and memorial services not as a way to ensure that the deceased or loved one goes to a good place, okay? Rather, we observe these services to express our gratitude and remember our loved ones who have physically departed from this world, but are now born in the Pure Land and working on us to encounter and hear the teachings of the Buddha Dharma. So in other words, we do not observe these services as a way of producing uh, good karma that will send our loved ones to a good place. Our loved ones are instead uh, working on us, actually, okay, uh, to get us to awaken to the world of absolute truth. And for that, we express our gratitude. We remember our loved ones uh, through these types of occasions. And um, that is why I believe that the phrase um, rest in peace is actually something that we, we um, cannot subscribe to because the person who has passed away is not resting in our, in our understanding, right? The person who has passed away is actually working, working to get us to encounter absolute truth. And in that sense, um, uh, is, is rest in peace, it actually doesn't um, uh, match with our, with our understanding. Actually, as a matter of fact, somewhere I saw somewhere, I was on Facebook or something, someone wrote rest in power. <laughs> which is uh, something that I think we could uh, agree more with uh, than, than the term or the phrase rest in peace. So in, in, the, in a funeral, um, we, there's offered a, or uh, proclaimed uh, the homyo. The homyo is a Buddhist name. In other Buddhist schools, they call it the kaimyo, but we call it the homyo, okay, homyo. And it's a significant right to explain that the person is now born in the Pure Land as a disciple of the Buddha, one with the working of Amida Buddha's great wisdom and compassion. And that's why every homeo begins with the word shaku, shaku nantoka nantoka, shaku ni nantoka nantoka, right? Um, and that's, uh, that shaku is, uh, comes from shaku song. Shaku song is the historical Buddha, Shakyamuni, okay? And Shakyamuni comes from uh, the person who comes from the Shakya clan, okay? It used to be this uh, clan that, uh, that uh, or this, uh, this group uh, of, of of uh, ancient India that ruled a certain section of, of India, okay? And so um, we are one, now we are now part of the Shakya family, the Shakya clan, okay? And, and then so, and then the specific name uh, that's given is to reflect the person and how that person lived his or her life, okay? For example, I know of a person named um, Shaku Myoko. Myoko means wondrous fragrance, wondrous fragrance. Again, the fragrance that we referred to earlier, okay? So, so scent in Buddhism is very, very important if you haven't noticed by now, okay? So scent is, uh, fragrance is very important. So names are, are always found in the Buddhist sutras, okay? And so the minister, uh, it's part of the minister's job to figure out what would be the most appropriate name um, for uh, that person. And sometimes if it's a Japanese person with a Japanese name, we, we take one of the kanji and then um, put another kanji with it to give that person a new Dharma name, okay? So, um, for example, this, this uh, sweet fragrance or wondrous fragrance person, she might have been a person that was had a cheerful character and kind of 
was infectious and it made it other other people felt good and happy about themselves right or she had she left a lasting impression on the people around her like like the sweet fragrance of a flower okay so in this way from the pure land miss so-and-so right works to permeate the buddha dharma as if a wondrous fragrance would Right? As we remember and recall our fond memories of this person, we nod in loving agreement and create a deep connection with Amida Buddha's compassionate activity as we open ourselves up uh, to the Buddha Dharma. And this is one example of how we kind of provide the whole meal for the person. So um, um, we, well, one of the terms that we like to say is that the person returns to the pure land or this dynamic reality. And when I say the word dynamic here, I don't mean like dynamic duo or, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, that they use in superhero things or, you know, the amazing nantoka nantoka, right? That's not what I mean by dynamic, okay? Dynamic is a technical term that means moving, okay? It means that it's moving. So I'd like to give you an example of what I mean by the pure land that is moving, okay? So um, if you could close your eyes, Okay, and in closing your eyes, try to imagine or picture to yourself an ocean, okay? So let me ask you, when you, when you pictured this in your head, this ocean, was it a still ocean in your head? In other words, was the ocean one big still body of water or was it moving, right? I think many of you might've thought of a still ocean, right? Now let's try another one, okay? I'd like to like, ask you to picture another thing. Okay? Try to picture yourself, to yourself, uh, crashing waves uh, on the beach. Okay? So when you picture this, is it moving, right? It most probably, probably is moving, right? You can even maybe even hear the, the ocean waves crashing. In, you know, you can imagine what that sounds like. So these two pictures, of the same is of the same ocean, right? The ocean in general and in the crashing waves, right? It's the same one ocean, right? Uh, there's the still photo uh, of the ocean and then there's the, the moving waves of the crashing waves. And the Pure Land also is depicted in two different ways. The Pure Land is depicted as a place that's far off in the Western quarter that we call it, but it's also moving in the sense that it is working on us right now, in the sense that when we recall of our past loved one who has passed away and we have deep and fond memories of that person, that warm connection that we feel is the working of that person speaking to us from the world of absolute truth. And in that sense, we say that the Pure Land is moving Okay. The, the, the world of absolute truth is moving. It's working towards us. It's working on us. As Amida Buddha stands towards us, truth is coming to us okay, and tries to embrace us. And it is a matter of us simply awakening to that truth or not. Okay. Um, so let me just continue on and find my place here. So the Pure Land is both still a, a still picture, but it's also dynamic and it is moving. And this is a very important point to kind of keep in mind. Um, and it gets kind of very technical and difficult, um, uh, you know, but uh, we'll leave that uh, explanation aside for a, another time. But um, suffice it to say that there's different ways to explain the, the working of the Pure Land. Okay, so I'd like to move on now and continue on. 
Um, the other thing about these funerals is that a lot of times people get um, concerned about the size of the funeral, you know, so the, the size of the funeral and how many people come in attendance does not matter, of, co of course, right? So if it's 50 people or 500, 5,000 people, it does not matter, right? You, um, and and it's, it's not a numbers game. It's not about competition or, or popularity contest, right? It's not hazukashi if people don't come to your funeral or anything like that, right? It's, it has nothing to do with that, right? Um, it, the, the important thing is to create an opportunity to encounter the Buddha Dharma, uh, not only for the grieving family, but those who are in attendance, friends and family who have come to this, uh, this, uh, the funeral service. Okay. Uh, a makuragyo, or, or what's called a bedside service, is a time when the minister comes to speak with and simply be by the side of the person who is about to uh, pass away. So typically, there's a short service that is done if possible, uh, uh, or maybe even a and then a conversation with that person uh, while alive, with the hopes of creating a sense of comfort for that person. Many people misunderstand the meaning of a makuragyo. They think that it's um, supposed to be right at the end or when that person has passed away, but that's, that's not necessarily the case. We can do a makuragyo when that person is still um, alive, okay? And uh, that's an important also point to remember. Um, it is the time when the minister is simply by the side of the person who uh, is about to pass. And as a minister of SACBC, um, I also kind of want to emphasize the point that um, anytime you would like to have a makuragyo, please call me, okay? Uh, um, a lot of times people, you know, endyo or kitsuko, and then they say, oh, you know, we don't want to wake up the minister or anything like that. Um, no, please call me. That is the job of the minister, okay? And it is, it is a crucial, crucial time. Um, um, I know it's a very intimate setting for the family, but it is a crucial time uh, for the, the minister to come um, to be with the family, okay? And, um, but there's, the other thing I want to say about that is that just because you miss a makuragyo or don't call the minister and do a makuragyo doesn't mean that, you know, it's some kind of bad omen or that there's some kind of bad luck that goes with that, okay? That's not the case at all, right? Uh, we don't believe in bad luck uh, uh, nor bad omens or bad spells or anything like this, right? It's just that um, in this uh, very uh, important um, time in the family, uh, family's life, uh, it, it's uh, the minister, um, it, it's, I believe, is important for, that the, for the minister to be there with the, the grieving family, okay? So 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Anytime, please call me, okay? It could be 3.30 a.m. Um, please, please do call me, okay? No, no, no endio, as they say here, right? So, um, and then finally, um, the Buddhist custom of memorial services is one more thing I wanted to talk about today. Um, so you might be wondering, you know, why is it the 49th day memorial? So that's, that's a random number. You know, why, why is it specifically the 49th day? Why is it the seventh year? Why is it the 14th year? Um, so, <clears throat> and um, that comes from an ancient Indian cultural um, uh, custom that the number seven was considered to be a complete cycle. Okay, so um, seven by seven, seven days in a week, and the seventh week would be the 49th day. And that 49th day was to have um, special significance in, in every school of Buddhism. Okay, so, um, and, and Jodo Shinshu just kind of goes with this custom and, and takes that in. Uh, again, this is not to say that on the 49th day, it has to be the exact 49th day. Otherwise, there's some kind of bad spell or bad omen that comes to you 
or that if you miss the 49th day, that, that it, that's something really bad, right? Uh, it's not, that's not the case, right? Um, so it's not really, the number is not really important in Jodo Shinshu Buddhism. Other schools of Buddhism, the number is very important. Um, but in Jodo Shinshu, we are very relaxed in that sense. The number is not key. The key is to get together and reflect on the Buddha Dharma. And that, um, that, that opportunity is prompted to us by the person who has passed away. Right? So that person who has passed away is creating this going, is creating this, uh, this, this condition in which we can experience and encounter the truth of the Buddha Dharma. So at a funeral, at a memorial service, any memorial service or makuragyo, the person who is passing away or who has passed away is giving the Dharma message right? in the sense that the person is calling to us from the world of absolute truth to awaken to the Buddha Dharma, okay? And this is why we do these memorial services, okay? A lot of times people think it's from us to the person who has passed away, right? We do something for them. We create good karma for them. We, um, uh, uh, I don't know, want to, want to do something good for them. But actually in Jola Shinshu, it is a complete 180 degree turn. They are doing something for us. And that is what we are, uh, acknowledging and recognizing in these uh, services and these uh, uh, observances. Okay. So, okay. So that's um, kind of a, a quick kind of, um, I just wanted to touch on these uh, important points because I think sometimes people um, wonder why we do these memorial services, you know, and why we do them in repetition. Um, and then also, you know, what is a makuragyo service, you know, service, what is a funeral and, and these kinds of things? And this is our interpretation and understanding of why we do these uh, occasions. Okay. okay, great. Thank you very much. Well, with that, I would like to end uh, today's uh, adult service. Thank you very much. Please join me in Gasho. Namo Amida Namo Amida Namo Amida Namo Amida Namo もろもろの造業雑種自力の心を振り捨てて一心に阿弥陀如来我らが今度の一大事の御所御託け僧来と頼み申して僧老頼む一年の時往生一条御託け事情と存じこの上の生命は御恩奉者と存じ喜び申し
で今年は、えー、ジュニア YBA が、えー、餅つきをする予定だったんですけれども、やっぱりこのオミ,クロがオミクロンがだいぶ、えー、蔓延してしまい、そのイベントがついに、えー、ドタキャンになってしまいました。コロナが、えー、長引く中で、この問題が、えー、いつ収まるのか、えーと、本当に悩まされます。世の中が回復するのか、で回復したら社会がどのように、えーこれから動くのかっていうことに関して本当に疑問に感じます。えー、少し話が変わりますが、えー、うちの息子が今年で6歳になります。で早いなと思う時間もなく、あっという間にどんどんどんどん大きくなっていきます。息子がいろいろ両親の真似をすることがあるんですけれども、まあ、特にお父さんの真似をするんですね。でこれを見て、まあ、私は彼の将来のことを心配します。例えば私が妻と話をするとき、私は年収のためにできるだけ日本語で喋るんですけれども、日本語で何かを表現できない場合、日本語と英語を混ぜてしまうんですよね。息子がこれを見て聞いて、同じく両語を使うことがよくあります。また鏡の前でポーズをして自分の姿をじっくりと見ることがあるんですけれどもそして息子がそれを見て真似をします私は面白がってダンスをダンスなどするんですけれども息子もそれをね見て動きを真似をするんですよねで昔空手もしていたんですけれども空手の技,技をするとですねそれをそれも真似をしますまあ、カエルの子はカエルと言いますが、えー、このことをよく考えてみますと、私と私の父親,や父親は、えー、どれだけ似ているのでしょう。まあ、すごく不安になります。ある時に、父が、えー、このように言うんですね。おい、わしの眼鏡見,見,ら見,見てないのか、知らないのかとか、えーと聞,いえー、聞いたことがあるんですけれども、私はすぐにあの頭の上にあるやんというふうにあの答えたことがありました。まあ、こんなふうに私もえまあこうなっていくんかなと思ってえすごく不安に感じます。まあ、どの親でも自分の子がえちゃんと育っていってほしいと思うんでしょう。まあ、そのため、現実の自分よりもえ理想的な自分ですね<笑>。これを真似して育っていってもらいたいんですよね。ですから、この私のまあ仏教でいうえ3つの行動、真、空、意っていうのがあるんですけれども、この真っていうのは体ですね。で、空っていうのはまあ話す言葉なんですが、で、空、いはえと心、考える心ですね。このすべてを子どもの前ではえうまくコントロールしたいと思います。しかし、いくら頑張って、えー、自分のすること行動を、えー、抑えても、えー、どこかで知らないうちに自分の本音が、えー、出ています。同じように自分の心をいくら磨こうとしても、症状にしよ,しようとしてもですね、ピューリファイしようとしても、そして煩悩を消滅しようとしても、この煩悩をエクスティングし,、ねえー、しようとしても、やっぱり、えー、無理があるようです。でこの間、えー、お笑いトークを聞いていまして、えー、その人によりますと、自分の子供が生まれるとやっぱりその子がどの子よりも可愛いと思うんですよね。それはもちろんですよね。当たり前ですよね。まあ、これは親バカと言いますけれども、けれどもしかし親バカというのは、まあ、病,気の病気の症状みたいなもんで、本当の原因はやっぱり自分が可愛いのだからそう思い込むのです。まあ、これが唯一の理由ではないと思うんですが、
、主にこの自分の可愛さから来ると言えますよね。でそして自分と似たものがこの世に誕生してきたので、えー、新たな自分のスタート、あるいは、えー、自分が赤ん坊の時にこんな感じだったんだなと思うわけですよね。ですから、赤ちゃんは確かに可愛いんですけど、自分の赤ちゃんは特に可愛いと思,い思うのは、この自己中心的なところから、えー、来るもんだと言えるでしょう。面白いね、なるほど,な,るほどなと思いましたで。そしてこの続きを考えてみました。時間が経ちますと、その子供が大きくなり、成長していきますよね。で今度、その子は、えー、思春期で、えー、自己のアイデンティティというものを、えー、見出すために、親に対していろいろと反抗していきますね。で親としては、まあ、このガキ、ガキとは思いながら、えー特にえー、時にはぶん、えー、殴りたかったりとか、えー、イライあの嫌になります。なんであの子はちゃんと勉強せんのかとか。えー、なんであの子はもう朝ちゃんと起きひんのかとか、えー、なんでそういう食べ方するんだとかね、えー、なんでいつも、えー、やる気なさそうなんだっていう、ねえー、そういったような細かいところがイラッと、えー、するんですよね。まあ、私がよく言われたことなんですけど、えー、しかし、えー、そのそのこのガキっていうのは、えー、また病気の症状みたいなもんで、えー、このガキと思える原因はどこにあるのかというと、やっぱり自分から来るものなのですね。子どもは先ほど申しましたように、親の言っている理想的な自分を、えー、真似をしているのではなく、親の背中を見て真似をしているのですね。ですから、その子の日々、えー、やっていることは、実は自分が昔やっていたことを、今度はリアルタイムで、リアルタイムで見ているわけなんですね。こう考えてみたら、子どもに対する扱いが少し変わるのではないでしょうかね。この間、えー、息子とあのベストキッドという映画があるんですけれども、これご存知ですかねあのえアメリカではカラテキッドという映画がありますよね。えーまあ、この映画をあの久しぶりに見たんですけれども、この映画で面白いことを言うんですよね。Uh, there's no such thing、uh, as a bad student, only bad teachers, right?Daniel さん、there's no such thing as bad student, only bad teacher と言うんですよね。そう悪い生徒というものはない。ただ、悪い師匠がいるんだと、まあ、このように言うんですよね。なるほどなと思いましたで。このように親が自分の子供を嫌うのは、自分の愚かさに気づいていないということになるのです。そして同じく自分の子が一番であって、誰よりも可愛いのだと思い込むのも、実は自分の愚かさに気づいていないということにつながるのでしょう。子供はただ単に教え正すものではなく、自分の本当のところを見せてくれる鏡なのです。自分にとっての菩薩なんですね。まあ、これは決して子供には絶対言わないけれども、まあ、でもそしてその子の中に自分がいるのであって、そして自分の中にその子がいるのですね。ですから自分の気に入らないところ、自分の嫌なところ、醜いところ、そのまま見せてくれるのが子供なんですね。しかし、それを知らずに自分の醜いところを子供に投げかけてしまい、その子を嫌うのです。ここのところを誤解さんが、誤解さん商人、信頼商人ですね。信頼商人が、ボンブと言うんです。ボンブとおっしゃるのです。自分の本当の姿を見せてくれる真実を嫌うことは、真実を拒否することになります。
で私たちが仏法をそしることも同じことになるのです。仏法をそしるのは仏法の真実さがわからないからそしるのですね。えー、豚に真珠という言葉がありますよね。えー、what is it?、Uh, a pearl to a pig or a, a pearl to a pig. So in other words, a pig won't understand the value of a pearl, right? ですまあ、それと同じような感じなんですね。仏法の尊さがわからないものがその教えに対して荒く扱うのは当然です。なぜかというと本当の価値がわからないからです。仏法の真実さ、尊さがわかると、えー、決してそんな扱い方をするはずがないのです。では私たちは何をすればいいのでしょうでここで阿弥陀如来様のお慈悲が大切になってくるわけなんですね。阿弥陀如来のえー、我々に何かの条件を与えそして私たちがそれに応えたら救ってくださるというのではありません浄土真宗の教えは修行をして心を磨きより良い人間になることではないのですまた煩悩というものを消滅することも目的ではありませんむしろゴールがあるとしたらそれは自分が転んでも受け取ってくれる、えー、地面があるつまり私のために阿弥陀如来のお慈悲があるのだと気づくことだということになります。ちょうどあのアクロバットってありますよね。アクロバットの人が、えー、失敗して落ちてしまった時にその人に救ってくれるあの網が下にあるわけですよね。これが阿弥陀如来様のお慈悲なんですね。また暗い部屋に入った時にスイッチをつけて明るく、えー、するようなものがこの明るさが阿弥陀如来様の働きなんですあるいは自分の本当の姿を映、えー、してくださる鏡のようなものであります。浄土真宗はでは私が何かの条件を満たして救われているの救わ,て救われていくのではなく一切のものがお慈悲に抱かれているということに気づくのがその目的であります。今日の話の冒頭では御三代を読ませていただきましたがその内容は阿弥陀様が背を向けて、えー、逃げようとするものを捕まえていくあるいはあのー、専門用語としては、えー、摂取するというのですね捕まえ取るということですねつまり仏法から背を向けた人たちを第一の目的として救っていくのが、えー、阿弥陀というのです非常に大事なご和さんご和さんです我々は、えー、凡夫にとって苦悩の世界から抜け出す方法があるとすれば、それは阿弥陀如来様の大慈悲を通して可能となるのです。このことを深く資料して、今日の話を終わらせていただきたいと思います。本日はようこそのお参りでございます。今年1年、皆様とともどもに、この阿弥陀様のお慈悲を弔問していきたいと思います。最後に合唱をお願いいたします。ナモアミダブツ。ナモアミダブツ。ナモアミダブスタンマンダブスタンマンダブスタンマンダブス。皆さんありがとうございます。